This is Chris Martin, and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch. They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome and Kevin is a gigantic nerd. No, no, that, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain and you're a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. <laughs> anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. <laughs> Chris, we do care, so don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify. Did you really call me a bozo? <laughs> We're taping this right after Markel Fultz's dramatic return. PG Which County. I was not expecting. PG County boy. I'm glad he's out there, man. Year four, your coach did a lot of talking about how hard it was going to be. Mm-hmm. This is going to be so hard, four straight finals. People don't realize how hard this is. Yeah. This is a grind. Yeah. Do you think, in retrospect, why was there so much talk about how hard it was going to be? It almost seems like you guys had a built-in excuse before the season even started. No, nah, I don't do it. No, no. Because it's hard to win in the NBA. I know. It's hard, and especially when teams load up to beat you, it's hard. So did you go into the season, do you think, as a team looking back now, like, oh, man, no. nine months of this. Mm-hmm. Uh. I mean, you. it's natural that you – I mean, when you win a championship, for me, I mean, I, for me and a team and, like, the guys, like, that high of being in the finals. Yeah. And playing – the being the only team, two teams playing that late in June – that high is something that, as a basketball player, like you, you just dream of. You know what I'm saying? So when you come back in September, you got training camp. It's like, do we really have to go through this when we just came from, right? You know, being prime time every night and plus the moved, whole world's watching you. And play they moved basketball. the season up. Yeah. So it's like that's what we was battling right there. Then we went to China on top of that. Right. When'd you go to China? Um, we we went five days in the camp, so I want to say the twenty third, twenty fourth, one of those days. But we went five six days in the camp, and it's just like, you know, you're, you're you're just so high up. Your your emotions, adrenaline, everything is pumping in the finals. Everything yeah. you got anxiety before you go to sleep the night before. You just nervous. You anxious, and then you go to. You go through two months of summer, and then it's like, you know, you back at it. And What would you do differently about the summer if you could do it over again? Uh, nothing. <laughs> okay. Rich, yeah. what would you do differently? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. If I, nothing I do over the summer has any effect on anything, yeah. period. Right. Yeah, what the hell is he doing? He's not playing ball. I'm just, I'm just Yo, he knows that. asking what you learned. Say it, sorry, though. Sorry. And I did play a little ball in the back of the crib. I took Bryce's money for a like, played a little horse. ball, yeah. I had set a quarter up. He, he talked about his, how he posted up Donnie Abrams that time. Yeah, but that got shot down quick. Quick. The biggest thing that's changed with you guys is that this whole Silicon Valley investment that's become like a narrative. All of a sudden, you're in these business magazines. A narrative? Yeah, it's a narrative. Or a fact. Well, both. Okay, because narratives sometimes aren't facts. Yeah, it's just kind of like our life. Yeah, I know. What do you mean? Well, we've done five podcasts together, and we never really talked about that stuff. Oh, yeah. It was there. You never told me. You never steered me the right way. It's about Kevin, and he was talking about basketball. It's about basketball, because if I didn't play ball, nobody would want to <laughs> deal with me, right? If he's not playing basketball, we can't do none of this. Can't Silicon do none Valley of stuff. Did you get more opportunities after the finals, or were they there all along? They were there all along. I mean, once I came out here, um, you know, we sat down with some people and hung out, and they kind of seemed. You know what you said to me though? What you remember? You said to me in the locker room right after the finals. What? Be like, I did my shit now. Oh yeah, yeah. I told him I did my job now. You better step your shit up now too. Yeah. I had a good year though. You had a uh, way better year than I had. Well, you mean this year? Yeah. Oh, well, different. Well, you stepped to. Well, I'm just saying I did what you asked me to do. This yeah, year. yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, well, more than I actually yeah. did. So in the locker room, like, 
right 20 up. minutes after he's like now you gotta step your shit up motherfucker I was like, damn, I'm just trying to really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, but no, I was trying like, to enjoy this moment with you, man. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's about, man. Shit. It yeah. seems like this decade has become, I was just talking about this with someone in a podcast, with the players, the distance between the players and the fan is now zero. The what players can go right to the fan. Oh. oh you can, you can yeah, write yeah, an yeah. essay. No middleman. There's no middleman at yeah, all, which yeah. we've discussed. But then also like this, it's this whole generation now of the players using whatever their salary and their platform and other connections to now create these little mini businesses, which I guess started with Jordan, yeah, and then went through with Kobe and LeBron, yeah, yeah. and now it's like your that, generation yeah. now is like all knee deep into it. Yeah, but it, you got to handle your business first before you handle really handle your business. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't come into the league expecting expecting to grow your brand if you ain't did shit yeah, on the basketball court. You got to hoop first, right? You know what I'm saying? We, we spent like what before we really start getting into this? How long we spent? Well, you for the first seven years of your career, then us the last like four together before the two that we focused on building this yeah. enterprise, this once, family office. Once we made it to the once I made it to the finals and we made it to the finals as a team, it was like. And we won game three, and, you know, we're going back home. We lost game four. Going back home, I'm like, all right, now this is kind of real. You know what I'm saying? Like, we can kind of leverage this to, you know, kind of build what we want to build. But I had to hoop first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't coming into the league thinking about my brand, thinking about anything but just playing ball. How much of now, it's almost been two years, going to Golden State was – because of this business stuff you're doing now, none of it. Everything. So you didn't see any you know, of that coming. No, everything surrounds, everything evolves around the game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm um, obviously I got other dreams and goals, and I think about stuff other than basketball. But we talk about this all the time. Like it wouldn't happen if I didn't bounce with basketball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I know what I'm. I know who I am and what I am. You know what I'm saying. I'm true to the. I'm true to the game because. That's just what I do. I I was born to play the game. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to act like I'm just this other guy and forget about, you know, me playing at the highest stage and being on TV for playing my game. I'm not going to just ignore that yeah. and say, you know, just, you know, I I was born to be creative and, be you know, create this and create that. Without the game, none of this stuff will happen. Yeah. It's not like if I bring him an opportunity or I bring him a deal or I want to have a conversation about a show that we sold or something, and he says to me, no, no, I'm focused on basketball. And it's not like I can stop him and be like, no, 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 we got to focus on this yeah, show nah, right now. He knows. Yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not partners in that way, right? No. Because everything starts with basketball, then every opportunity from then on uh, comes from that. There's a scene in Fade to Black in Jay-Z's movie where his manager at the time comes in and he's got like a, a notebook of all these things he wants to talk to him about. And you see he's Jay's in the studio, like in his zone, and yeah. he like goes to the engineer to turn the music down. So he wanted that. to go through yeah. and Jay looking at him, he's like, What are you doing? He's like, I turn the music down and talk about work. And he was like, You can't turn the music down. He's like, if you turn the music down, there's nothing yeah. to talk about. There's yeah. nothing without the music. And so, it's like yeah. that's our same mentality. As soon as that I don't even bring anything up when I know he's in that zone. Yeah. I don't even engage him in it. But I know when the time is right. And we have a lot going on too. So it really is about juggling when you know, I have the, the, the spots to bring it up and really focus on our business because I want him involved in everything. Yeah. How do you decide which projects, like, is there a limit of, of things you want to get involved with? Because yeah. I found, like, in the past, like, the danger sometimes is when a lot of stuff's getting thrown at you. You almost want to do everything. It's like, oh, shit, oh, I can do this, I can do that. See, the thing is, now, I don't want to be on the red carpet. I don't want to do commercials. I don't want to... You know, I don't want to be popular. I don't want to be famous. You know what I'm saying? We're doing stuff that's, like, authentic and cool to us. You know what I'm saying? We might invest in tech, but that's not really a commitment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A deep commitment where I got to do five or six hours on a, on a video shoot or a set or, any, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. We just, we come together and we just do cool stuff. And I'm like, nah, Rich, I don't really want to do that. And, you know, we'll collab and talk about it and. You know, he'll convince me that I should do it. You know what I mean? It's like stuff like we we all, we both agree. You know what I'm saying? We collab yeah. on a lot of stuff. It's not like 
he's telling me to do something or I'm telling him to do anything. We just come together on a lot of stuff. And it's like, you know, he knows my vision. He knows what my vision is as a basketball player and as a man. And What is your vision? I just want to grow the game of basketball. I want, I want to inspire more basketball players. I want to just grow the game. You know what I mean? I just love to play ball. You know what I'm saying? I want to tell basketball stories. I want to, and I also make a lot of money from playing ball. So I want to kind of take care of that, you know, side of it as well. And, you know, kind of do cool stuff. I like technology. You know what I mean? I like that type of stuff. So did you ever, did you think like five years ago, three years ago, you're ever going to care about technology? No. What was, when did that flip? I always, I always care to a certain degree. I mean, I mean, I always was on my phone, always like yeah. you know the Xbox, and you know I always was in, interested in you know the newest stuff that came out and how we want to advance our advance humanity. And then we just kind of once we came out here, we got in front of some important people, and um, you know I just started getting more and more interested in, in, in that stuff, and you know we just started talking through. How do you, how can you tell the difference between somebody that is a legitimate business possibility versus somebody that just wanted to have a meeting because they wanted to meet KD? In one second. What's what's the sign? I can just tell from the email they write me. I can tell from the <laughs> phone call. I can tell from meeting them. I really can. I think that might be one of my best skills. I don't think I have many other like yeah. true on paper skills, but I can read people really well and I can read situations well. We we've built something that. Um, to answer your question before about like when is um, it too much, it's probably there. But we're at the point now where I think we've lined up an incredible portfolio of, of projects we're developing um, on the content side, whether it's a TV show for Apple's new platform or if it's his YouTube network or if it's a show for Fox. And then we have 25, 30 companies in an investment portfolio. And though he doesn't act as a brand ambassador, we serve as real, you know, yeah. active investors now. So if it's a Postmates or a Coinbase or an Acorns, we want to make sure that we can do what we can do from a business standpoint yeah. to help move it. And then obviously um, his foundation is not just something that, like, we check the box with. Like, here's a rich basketball player, mm -hmm. let's donate money. I mean, that's his number one passion. He told me that from day one. So I spend a good deal of my time on that. We're building a standalone facility in, in D.C. We partner with Loreen Jobs and... We're housing the college track program, which is her program and her curriculum that puts kids, um, you know, on a course to college in a neighborhood that they normally wouldn't have that opportunity. And that's the neighborhood Kevin grew up in. So we really are building this facility five minutes from where he grew up. So all of this connects and all of this intertwines and it still connects to basketball. There's a focus on athletics and basketball within this center. So um, we're at that point now. Now we have to execute on all these mm -hmm. things. Yep. So, but now we're in the mode with the playoffs. Yeah. So, I'll just when do you shut out. down? When shut do you down. shut everyone else out? Uh, like before round one? I've been sh I've been in a shutdown mode for a long time. Nah, but you you like when we did the podcast after the finals, you said you hit a point where you basically cleared everyone out. Yeah, I've been on that. You since stayed then. off your phone. I st I've been on that since then. But, like, I won't schedule another thing. Oh, you, as far as that? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, yes. At so, some point, you flipped a switch and, oh, like, yeah, all right, yeah, it's time yeah. to go in the title. I mean, yeah, we haven't really been doing, doing no. much this year. We spoke yeah. at a, He speaks at panels and conferences. Yeah, I don't mind doing that stuff, but, like, uh, uh, commercials and, like, you know, that type of stuff. Like, yeah. You know, I just, I've been on that really the whole year. My whole thing is, like, man, I just want to get into the gym and get better and just really play the game. You know what I'm saying? And, like. I don't really enjoy that stuff anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't really like it, but I know it's, you know, it's a part of it. But around this time, it's like, you know, it's about to we about to kick into the real season, so would you, know. you add this year? I have my own personal answer for this, but I want to see what you say. Well, I want to hear your personal answer first. I think you're see, however I say whatever however I phrase this, you're going to get mad. Cuz I'm not going to say you're trying harder on defense. I think I think you realize rim protection was one way that you could go up one little tiny level this season. What do you mean? Protect exactly what I say. I told you he was going to get mad. <laughs> he wasn't going to let you just say that like that. Well, you as 
maybe back up small ball five slash my job speed is speed around the rim a little bit more defensively my job than you used to, to be. My job is to <laughs> my job is whoever I'm guarding, don't let him drive past me and I meet him at the rim. You were leading the league in blocks like 40 games into the season. Yeah. Which is not something you've come close to doing before. Now, that could be either a statistical fluke or it could be something <laughs> was changing in how you played. A fluke? I test said you, you were a little more, or actually reminded me of Texas a little bit when you were like their only rim protector at Texas and you just kind of had to do it. You know what? I was really excited about just being an anchor on the defensive end. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can score with the best of them. I can score whenever I want. I can, well, get a good shot up whenever I want. Yeah. Um, but my thing was, you know, I just want to, I want to lock down on the defensive end so we can kind of play with house money on the other end. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's what my goal was. And so if we get three or four stops in a row, we can, and we up 10 points, then we can kind of have some fun on the offensive end. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, I'm contesting everything at the rim. I got dunked on three times in a game before because I'm trying to contest everything. Laker game? Yeah. By Clarkson and Nance. Nance. And, and, oh, yeah, and, Nance got and, you. Yeah, he got me back. And I was I was so close to blocking that shot. But yeah. he is a king dunker. So I get that. And Julius Randle. But I was, I was excited because I tried him. You know what I'm saying? And that got me, that made me more confident to try the next guy and the next guy. You know what I'm saying? So I like when guys try near the rim because I, I think the YouTube slash Twitter era has made people actually less likely to challenge dunks because they don't want to end up on Twitter. Yeah, basketball is in, in, in a bad place because of that. Yeah, I wish we'd get rid of Twitter. And I, I just, still enjoy it. No, but don't I get do rid of think Twitter. it's no. Don't get rid of it. I'm just nah, saying. It's just, just like, like you, it, it, it shouldn't people, change how people play. Though. Yeah, That's people, the part they, I don't people like. don't watch games because they can look at analytics on Twitter. People Twitter's don't, the shit, Jack. The, the eye test is you know. I tell him about the eye test, man. You got to watch games if you really want to know what the game is about. You know what I'm saying? But if you know, guys not trying to get embarrassed because they don't want to be on the latest meme or come on, man. What are we doing? And basketball is about getting embarrassed. You know what I'm saying? We swung too far with the advanced metrics this season. Oh, People my started gosh. doing the five-man lineups like 10 Come games on, into the man. year. Come on. But you're man. a little man. bit you're a little no. bit to blame. You're an analytics guy? No, I'm not. I like it, but I don't I don't like the five-man lineup and the plus minus and I don't I, like I analytics at all. Too far. Eh, it's it's I like I like field goal percentage defense. I like field goal percentage. I like you know, turnovers. Turnovers. I like rebounds. I like, you know, the like, real stats, but the true percentage, true shooting percentage, and effective field goal percentage, and all that stuff. Come on, man, it's flawed. Per per, it's flawed. I like uh, opponent three point percentage. I think yeah, like that's real. That's you know you, you can defense. Yeah, that's defense. It's funny. Your coach told me what were the three, the three stats that he said: turnovers, rebounds. opponent field goal percentage, and rebounds. Yeah. Were the three things he looks yeah, that's at. That's all. When I look at a stat sheet and at timeouts, I look at opponents, field goals, percentage, rebounds, and assists. That's what I look at. Not free throws. The funny Not thing is, throws. the box score was great. Box the basketball good. box score is fantastic. That's all you needed. It really, it really, you can learn a whole shitload from it. You can tell. Like I was like looking at free throw attempts. You know, like I was, I was trying to figure out what was going on with Carmelo, whether he was just hitting a different phase of his career or whatever. And you go back to earlier seasons when he's getting to the rim, but you know, nine, nine, nine and a half free throw attempts. He's a just year. four now, so it's like he's not getting the ISOs like he right. usually get. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but that's something you can learn pretty easily. He's just shooting jump shots. But you got to watch the games to see that. And then the, I watch the game and it follows up. Yeah, I, I, I think there's that's a not mix. an indictment on Carmelo though. No, but I'm saying I look up numbers to see if they back up what I'm watching. Yeah. Yeah, you and, can't look at numbers first and then watch. You yeah, know? I think that's where we get into trouble is yeah. people. Because they're lazy. They don't want to watch games. It's too long. It's too hard to watch a game. Or they're watching games, but half the time when they're watching it, they're looking at the internet versus yeah. actually watching it. Yeah, it's a bunch of culture vultures in the game right now. It's, it's, a, bad, it's a bad place. When I watch it, I try to. Can I, can I make a PSA real quick? Please do it. All right, so all your blog boys and fanboys that's going to use everything I say and. 
create an article. Yeah. Watch a basketball game. How about you write that? I just want to say that. Because <laughs> all these guys are going to write articles about and get real mad about what I say tonight. Yeah, um, probably. No, they... Because no, last time they did. They like this stuff, though. They like it, but they're going to they're put their emotions into it. It's not about you. Watch a basketball game. Enjoy the game. Don't stop worrying about me so much. I just wanted to say that. I do think the stats don't factor in situations. You know, like if if somebody some has... Yeah. Do you order more stuff? order some more wine? Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, just pick a red. Pick yeah, a bottle of red. red. So, yeah, I just want to tell the blog boys out there who are in their feelings about everything I say. Blog boys. Blog boys is what I call them. But Maybe you, you read didn't this really stuff, say though. a headline yet. No, but I will towards the, you know, we going you said we in here for a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to just you, hang with you guys. You read this stuff though. Uh, yeah, why don't well, Yeah. Why not? You it seems like you take it personally cuz you had why would whole I take, thing that happened last summer. No, I'm not taking nothing personal. You did. You did have that thing. Cuz you did just say it the other day in a panel which I thought was incredible at, with Ari with the that Not anymore. Laguna. Yeah, you said that that's you said it did you bother took you a break though, a little bit. Yeah, that's like three, you. four years ago. Now, no, I realized I realized that the love and the hate that you get from media fans, everybody who watches the game, is not real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I realized that now. You're like video game characters. Is yeah, it's like WWE. It's like you know, it's like entertainment. It's the entertainment business. I didn't. I, I was so naive to the fact that NBA NBA game was the entertainment business. I thought people really, really, really. Genuinely love the game like I did. So now some people do. Some people do. The majority don't. Well, it seems like the OKC thing kind of it does. I, I, learned a, I learned a lot because when you you, you still haven't recovered from that. What do you mean? The OKC thing. I think that that was like a before and after situation. How that ended how when they were so and, and when the I fans turned everything on around. You. How I view just the NBA in general. Yeah, it was and like before that, and then yeah, now. it was like before and after. It was just like. You know, you you feel like I, I feel like I could do no wrong, and whatever I said is golden when I played for the OKC. Now yeah. it's just like with a a decision, boom! So many people flipped. I'm like, okay, I get it, I get it, but I really, I'm, I'm it's still weird to me that so many people still feel a way to this day about that. Even 21 months later, yes. If you left Golden State this year and you re-signed with OKC, all those people who love you again, yeah, it would just flip back. That's why I realized that the love and the hate really isn't real. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, all right, let me just focus on what I really want to do is the master the game of basketball. You know what I'm saying? Instead of wanting to get love, be loved by a certain group of people, or not wanting to, you know, make anybody else mad. Or I just really want to get be great at playing the game. You know what I'm saying? It, once you once I came to Golden State and we won a championship and you you know, you felt what that's like, it's like, all right, now the fans they mat they you know, they come to the games, we appreciate it, but when it comes to perfecting my craft, they really don't matter. My family and friends really don't matter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's really about perfecting the craft. And so I'm like so focused on that, it makes me look like, you know, I've changed. You know what I'm saying? So well, I take shit too because we keep doing these podcasts. Yeah, what? Well, I mean, we have a You're good in the bag for Durant. We have a good conversation. Here's here's my defense. Whenever somebody teases me about it, you you are one of the top three or four athletes in your sport, depending mm-hmm. on whatever the ranking is, and you go through all these other team sports. Wait, can I ask you a question? Yeah. If you should rank him, based I'm not going to do that. You think so. Instead of saying three or four, I want you to rephrase that and say no, no. But, but I, the way I phrased it was because I'm I'm using it as an example. So we take that, that a little too safe. We take the top. Yeah, it was too safe. It was a little too safe. Who rankings are you going by? If I'm, you don't think I'm he's one of the top this. one or two, then say I think you're the third or I think you're the fourth. What I'm you- happy to do that in one second. I just okay. want to finish my okay. point. Top five athletes <laughs> in each sport, right? You're the only one who has done a podcast series like this because I always feel like. Authenticity with athletes is one of the hardest things to find, especially the higher they go. You know why? Because we, we feel like we're, we're, people tell us, tell us we're superstars. And what do you we mean? really aren't. Well, but I, I think there's part of it is... We're not superstars. But at some point, 
at least I think with some of these superstars. Can I tell you? A, can I tell you? You a have quick to protect story? what you have. Can I tell you a quick story? It, it made me realize a lot. <laughs> it, it may sound weird, but after we won a championship, I had Taco Bell, and it ran through me just like it would a normal person. I'm like, oh shit. I thought I had a golden stomach. <laughs> yeah, I thought I, I thought I was immune to everything. Stomach. I thought I was immune to everything, but no. It, it, you thought Michael Jordan like never, never went to the bathroom? Yeah, shit. yeah. Because the way people would perce- like that's the perception of it all. Like we just immortal. <laughs> We're normal fucking people who are really good at what we do. But at the end of the day, we go to sleep just like everybody else. We really put on our pants just like everybody else. We take a shit like everybody else. So it's like, it made me realize that like, I am not king anything because we won a championship. I just achieved what I want in my profession, just like a doctor who, right. who you know, I don't even know what, you know, just like you who interviewed Al, Al Pacino the other day or yeah. Barack Obama, you achieved something that you... You would have never thought, you know what I'm saying? So it makes me realize that like that superstar word to me really isn't a thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just all a facade and all of fake. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, it made me, you know, when I go through normal stuff, it makes me realize that I'm just a mere mortal. But I'm really fucking good at basketball. I'm going to give you my first team on NBA right now. We have eight games left. You ready? Yeah. All right. Davis at center. Mm-hmm. I have a vote, by the way, so this is not final. Okay. Um, Davis at center. You and LeBron at forward. Mm-hmm. Harden at one of the guards. Mm-hmm. Other guard spot is wide open. Why, because Steph missed so many games? Steph's out. Steph only played 50 games. I can't vote for him. It sucks. That's bullshit. It sucks. He played 50 games. What, what do you want me to do? So what? But you've seen within 50 games what he could do. <laughs> Tate loves this. Oh, yeah. Let me I, that one because I got a lot of shit to say. <laughs> Thank you. He missed 30, he's going to miss 32 games. games. Kevin played? Nobody's ever made 60 games. Nobody's ever made one of the three All-NBA teams and missed that many games. You've, just you've ever 60? in the history of basketball. First of all, first of all, awards don't mean a thing now because you you guys don't. Well, really you asked watch me about games. the rankings. You don't you, watch games. You, you don't know care that about I watch basketball. Games. None of y'all don't really. It's probably thirty percent of y'all who care about basketball. The rest of y'all look at stats because you're fucking lazy. <laughs> so like, I'm not that that all NBA and MVP and all those it's awards. Very important. I like it's the important, all NBA. It's important to to, but it's not really important to me. I like it. I, it gives 60, context. So you'll end up playing 68, like 68, 68, 67. 66. Well, who cares? If you're there when the, uh, if you're there when the, when the it's a regular season time, team. If you're there when it's nut cut time, you played the whole season, in my opinion. I mean, so I got Lillard, just, Westbrook, or DeRozan for that, for that. If you're not going to put spot. Steph in there, you got to put Westbrook in there. Oh, look at you. Uh, I'm a, I just understand the game. I'm a guru. It's still open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This one's uncut. Uncut. <laughs> so you put Russ first team. If you're not putting Steph in there. You, you, should, you should build this as the final podcast between Kevin Durant and Bill. Why? this going to get too much? No, he loves this. I love this shit. This is great. Um, no, I'm building it as the final podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't, like, you don't like that I'm... No, I love it, man. Okay. Let me ask you about uh, the All-Star game. Okay. So everyone was trying this year for whatever reason. I still think you guys made like some sort of giant side bet that we'll never find out about. Nobody made a side playing, bet. Everybody was playing so hard. No. We just, had, we just wanted to play hard. We just wanted to you play. You said, LeBron, if, if you win, I'll make that Uber commercial with you. <laughs> <That> <laughs> we did before. it before that. All right. Uh, everyone's playing really hard, though, which brought me back to the old days when the All-Star game used to matter. Mm-hmm. And there's this little hierarchy that develops, and you, it's kind of a little snapshot of who the best players are. Mm. And I liked it for the most part. Yeah. It, it seemed like the right guys were out there. Davis wasn't out there because the numbers were – his team had too many forwards, I think, so he ended up sitting. He probably belonged out there. Um, 
But like Embiid was out there, and I was enjoying that. I was he's like, "Oh, Embiid kind of belongs." He's a beast. It really, that was kind of a moment for him, right? Yeah, he's a beast. That was my big takeaway because I was at the game, he was and at I was the end like, of "The game again." It was uh, Russell, Kyrie, you, LeBron, and who was the last on your team? PG. 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 Who was on the other side? And PG had to be out there, and that's why Davis was sitting because PG Steph, had to be out there Clay. for D. No, it was no. Steph. Yeah, Clay was out there. Clay was out there. Yeah, Steph, James, um, Giannis. Uh, oh, MB and Demar. Demar yeah. was out. Oh there. yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. And it was funny because Giannis was like a year away from being ready to give what they needed in that game because he's so used to having the ball all the time, but he yeah. had to play off the ball. Yeah, and he didn't really totally know what to do. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that was interesting was Steph had the ball as a point guard. Yeah. But I actually would have played him off the ball. Oh, I would have yeah. had somebody else running the thing and had Steph like coming off screens. And he's it, but dangerous it, but, when he's coming off the screen. Well, the cool thing, though, was I was sitting in the stands going, I, I was actually felt like I was watching a basketball game for the first time in 14 years. Like, why don't they do that? Why is it, oh, they should do this and offense, defense. You think you could be a coach in it? You think you'd be a coach in the NBA? No. Okay. I don't. Good. Because a lot of your colleagues think they can and they're fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> My point was, in the stands, I felt like I was watching a real game. It was, uh, I and everybody was trying. The benches were all standing. Yeah, I think we, it was good. I think we started the game off with that energy. You know, I think Dwayne Casey was good. Man, he came into the practice the day before and was like, you know, we're gonna run a couple sets, but we're gonna actually play some defense. You know, and his staff was really good at, you know motivating us and giving us energy when we came back at the timeouts to guard and play defense and yeah. make the right play. It was fun, man. I had a good time, man. I had a good time. So it was like an actual basketball yeah, game. Yeah, it was. You felt I mean, like you were then, playing pickup. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, you might give up a few layups and dunks here because, you know, we don't play together, so we don't know exactly how to play with each other. Yeah. But, you know, we tried. You know what I mean? We tried. We played. We had a good chemistry you know, so did you quarter. Venmo the That's bet? That's got to be one of the only times you play with LeBron, right? Ever. That was the only, oh, no, the Olympics, but. Olympics, yes, of course. Outside of that, yeah. Your team won. Yeah. So did Steph, did he Venmo the bet to you or did he just give you no, cash? No, nobody had a side bet. He just like an envelope with hundreds in it? Anyway. Nobody, I wish. Apple Pay? I wish. Uh, Steph's with Chase. It's like Chase Quick Pay. Chase Quick, Quick Pay. pay. Yeah. So that's what it was. <laughs> But no, I didn't. Or maybe like a stock tip or or a Silicon Valley. Uh, We don't need any tips. No, we don't need tips. (laughs) But uh, no, I didn't. No, we just it was all for for the game. We had we had a good time. I tweeted after the third quarter that LeBron was going to steal the MVP because nobody wanted it from uh, from Steph's team. Nobody was going to take it. It was just sitting there for LeBron. LeBron, I gotta say, LeBron looks really good offensively. This is one of the best stretches I've seen from him. He's he's. I don't know what happens. It's the All-Star break. I went from writing off Cleveland completely to I don't know what to think anymore. And I'm not sure of the conference. I wish my team was healthy, but it's just not. Jason Tatum's so good. Philly's a year away. Jason Tatum's good. He's good. Philly's a year away. Toronto had a chance to really grab the conference. Philly's going to learn a lot from this playoff experience. I agree. I was saying to somebody, they reminded me of uh, you in 2011, the OKC team, the year before. Uh, watch yourself, buddy. What? You had three MVPs on that team. I'm saying that year was like you learned everything you needed to do that year that set you up for the next year. So I could say 2010, whatever. You had three MVPs on that team. and they pl- We played against a team in 2010 that won the finals. I remember Dallas. No. No, the uh, Lakers. Uh, the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. They won the championship, the second one in a row. You lost in five? We lost in six. Six. Those games were on NBA TV. I was watching one of them. Was, don't, don't compare that. No, not yet. I'm not comparing the talent. We were 21. That's my point. Here, here's 20, where, 21 years old. Here's bro. why I bring it up. Everybody's like, they're too young, they're too young. No, they're not going to do anything this year. Then all of a sudden you were going toe-to-toe with the Lakers that year, and everybody was like, oh, Okay, maybe maybe this is going to happen a little sooner than we thought. We I wonder AC. if that's going to happen with Philly. Oh, uh, I mean, Philly's good. You know what I mean? They got a good veterans, too. They got J.J. as a veteran. They got they a got, bench. Yeah, they got Covington. The Bellinelli. Uh, Bellinelli, Ilya Silva. Ilya Silva. Silva. We were all young team. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So Folks, it's different. I think sometimes. What was that? Yeah, yeah door just closed and unanswered. <laughs> I think sometimes NBA playoff history, the team that is allegedly not ready sometimes sneaks up a year early. Like LeBron in 07 is another example. Where all of a sudden they beat the Pistons. And it was like, whoa, where'd, they, where'd this team come from? And I do think the scene is set in the East for a team to do that. I don't think it's going to be Philly this year, but I don't know. They're it scary. Ben Simmons be. is good. He is. He is good. And Embiid is like, what I saw in the All-Star game. He's it's a like, game changer, bro. He, 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 can, he can change the league. You know what I'm saying? Because he, like, he's a big that nobody could guard. Sarge has been playing better. You can't switch a wing player on him. <laughs> he abuse him. He's good, man. Are you watching the other teams? You scout? No. Are we in the mode now where you're kind of checking out different offenses and stuff? No, I play against them enough for me to know what each player does and what their system is and how they play. Because when I'm in the games, I'm really locked in the games. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what – how Philly plays. They're one of the best passing teams in the league. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can nobody really guards him on the perimeter. So he that's why he's able to kind of be free out there. Cause yeah. He, nobody really his jump shot's not there yet. So, you know, he's roaming around with them. Boom. He'd drop a pass down to MB for a dunk or Covington out for a three. Boom. Or JJ Reddit, you know? I like how confident he is now. Like, he carries himself like he's, like, a 27-year-old. And I might be the Australian in him, but he's he's just got – he doesn't seem like yeah, a young guy to I me. I see that. I, I agree with you. He's, he's very, very ag- aggro. I think it's part it's part Australian. Do you think he should be eligible for Rookie of the Year, even though he didn't – he got drafted but didn't play, but he got to travel with the team for a year? Yeah, I, I just think that whole experience of, play, of just being around an NBA franchise for a year, you just got an advantage over the other rookies. That's how I feel. Like, Mitchell was in college last Mitchell year. Mitchell was in college last year. Yeah, he was living in the dorms. Or and now he's saving apartment. Utah's season. Yeah, he's sleeping now on he, couches. He saved Utah. They were done. And I wouldn't B, say B done. would have won last year. No, they were done. Hurt. A B would have won, but he spent two years away. Like, he didn't play for two years. That would have been fair. 31 games in three years. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that stock. Like, you don't have to worry about going to class or study hall or practicing or playing against UVA or uh, uh, Duke. Like, you're playing, you're just traveling and, and working on your skill every single day. Somebody asked Mitchell why he was, they asked him why he was better this year than he was in college. And he was like, because this is my job now. All I do is play basketball yeah. and, and prepare to play basketball and yeah. condition to play basketball. Of course I should be better. Man. He's He's been out of the young guys. He, he feel, I hate to say this, but he feels very young weightish. Over, feels like Wade? 04, that first Wade year with Odom and Karan Butler. Well, yeah, it reminds me of that. players, man. That's what I like to do. That's one of my one of my things. Let He's a little weightish. He's good. Who he, he is? Who he is? Oh, stop it! I like comparing players sometimes. You know. just you don't understand because you you can't be compared to anyone. No, it's not that. It's you were that. like I remember I said he was like George Gervin crossed with T Mac, crossed with somebody else when you were coming up. Who was the third? I don't remember. Plastic Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. I mean, those are two good comparisons, but, you know, let us be who we are, man. Damien, uh, Damien, Donovan Mitchell is who he is. He said he was better because it's his job now? Yeah. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> opening there. on. Uh, oh, there's a lot of opening to go. To Louisville? <laughs> <laughs> Katie's not saying anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, we ne- we might not have college basketball in five years. Probably won't. They'll all be in Australia. Yes, Australia or Europe or Europe. I would like to see a thirty-team G League that the teams actually spent some money on. All right, you guys are too distracted by this TV. I feel like it's tough. It's Rick. No, it's just funny because Rick Pitino just came on and we were talking about um, Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the G League being a thirty team league, let's say they had that when you went to Texas. You talked about what you loved about when you went to Texas, but if you could have played a professional season against 
better players and played a longer season and gotten a little better coaching, would that have been better or worse? Obviously, I mean, I would have enjoyed playing against, you know, some good competition. and You wouldn't have gotten the co-eds. What do you mean? The Texas co-eds, because you would have been, like, in Sioux Falls. Oh, yeah. G League. Yeah, I'm would've glad I went the route I went, man. I had a good time in Austin. You love Texas. Love it. And then you had Seattle the next year. Love it. Loved it. It was an amazing time for me, man. I have to ask one question about the Golden State, how tired you guys were all season. Because we got off that topic before I, yeah. I had the follow-up. It wasn't – you guys didn't have, like, the most grueling playoff run ever last season. It wasn't like, you know, the 98 Bulls, like, just, like, pulling it out. Like, just this knock-down, drag-out. Like, you guys pretty much dominated and then played a five-game finals. Do you know how hard – I know. It, explain it to me. That's why I'm bringing it up. you know how hard it is I'm to not be challenging good you. every night? Explain it to me, though. Because there are harder versions of that road you guys traveled last so year. So we played Portland game one. They were, they were. They coming at you. They were up like 17 then. No, they weren't up 17. 15? It was what something. What watching, man? See, that's what I'm saying. They were up. So that's what I'm saying. I did watch, watch the game. <laughs> fucking blog boys don't watch the game. We weren't down 17. You are down 15. You were no, down We weren't down double digits. We were tied up. It was a close game. I'll Google it. All right, Google it. It was a Portland close game. Was it was a close game. Portland we ended up, up winning by double digits, but it was a close game. Portland was up. Dame was hitting everything. They were. They were. They were. On, they were on ten. They were hitting everything. But, but nobody really challenged you. And then the Spurs come and Kawhi gets hurt in game one. Then that became an easier series than you expected. Yeah, it did. And then Cleveland, you win the first three games. Do you know how hard it is to play against LeBron James? Explain it to me. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. We couldn't bullshit with them dudes, man. We could not. They're too good. We're too good to come in the game and not try to win. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't come in the game and say, all right, we'll play in the second quarter, third quarter, and win. We couldn't do it against those three. And the rest of the guys that they had, Shumpers and uh and Kyle Corver, like we had to be on point against those dudes. If we weren't, we we're gonna lose the game. That's how talented Kyrie Irving. He made me a believer last year. I I like Kyrie, but when I watched it, when we played against him, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh shit, this guy is a king hooper. If you hadn't beaten them in five, they probably wouldn't have traded him. Like, if that had been a seven-game series and they had come, like, almost so close. I don't know about at that. At that point, you can't trade them. I don't know about that. Uh, I think he would ask for a trade either way. But that's my opinion. You know what I would have said to him if I owned the Cavs? I'm sorry you feel that way, Kyrie. Training camp starts on September 19th. Oh, so, you, oh, so you're just going to tell him that he couldn't leave? Yeah, I would, I would ride it out. I would try to make it work. I don't want to trade one of the best 10 players in basketball. That's not one of my goals there. in the summer. If you don't want to be there, then make it work. He is? He's somewhere between 5 and 10. Tell me somebody in the league that could do what Kyrie Irving can do. He's somewhere between 5 and 10. Tell me. He preaching the choir. Or in the history of the game that can do what he can do. I think him and Isaiah Thomas have the best handle. Him, Isaiah Thomas, Detroit, not Celtics Isaiah Thomas. Mm, no, definitely not. No. Oh, stop it now. Don't disparage the 80s, KD. That's foul, bro. Come on, KD. No, I'm talking about Isaiah Thomas of the Celtics. No, I'm talking Detroit Isaiah Thomas. No, yeah, yeah, I understand that comparison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about. Those are the two best handles I've ever seen. In person. Isaiah Thomas from the Celtics, he don't really. No, no, no. I'm saying Detroit Isaiah. Yeah. I'm talking about. You were never talking about Isaiah Thomas. I was talking about Detroit Isaiah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand you saying that. But yeah, yeah. But like. Those no, are my he, top two. He, he don't I can go anywhere I want to go on the court at all times, guys. Yeah. Kyrie, yeah. Don't plan against him in the finals. Maybe realize how damn good he is. So uh, when we played against them, I knew we couldn't just come out there and just dick around. We had to play the game. You know what I'm saying? And then you got LeBron James, who people call the best player ever to play. Your buddy. Can we talk about the Uber commercial? Why? Explain to me why, why you're hanging out with the enemy. Just explain to me as a guy who doesn't play sports. The enemy? He's what, the what? enemy. How? Well, he's, the, he's the guy you have to go through in the title. What's that change? If we go, what's that? like? You, so you want me to go to bed 
thinking about, man, fuck LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. Are you still friends with Jalen Rose? <laughs> I love Jalen Rose. Yeah. Well, you guys yeah, are competing yeah, why, against yeah. that. We did a podcast like well, a month ago. Yeah, so you're yeah, at the Ringer, he's at ESPN. Yeah, why? Well, why? There, why? There's why only you like one trophy. Jalen Rose? There's only one trophy. I can't find out how much Portland was up, by the way. I've been Googling this. Oh, oh. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> they were definitely up double digits in that game. No, I don't think I like that. Won. I don't think like that. When we hooped, they did go on a 15 2 run. Yo, they were t- yo, we- they were up like four or five points at one point. It was a tight game. Tommy's gonna figure it out. Um, so the LeBron thing, there's got to be some sort of mental games going on because you guys are standing no. each other's way. You're hanging out. You're shooting a thing. There's nothing. Yeah, I gotta stop trying to trying to figure out this mental stuff, man. I, it, you cannot you figure my, out what people are thinking, man. You're not. You that are good. my resource. That's why I'm asking you. You're not that. You're good. my resource. So what answer? None of y'all. You blog boys. You blog boys. <laughs> you're not that good to figure out what people thinking, man. Stop acting like you know what's going on in people's heads. You don't. So you're hanging out with LeBron, shooting this Uber commercial. Yeah. Do you talk about nothing? Your teams. No. What do you talk about? No. You know CJ McCullough had 27 in the first half. Yeah, against us in that game one. Yeah, yeah but so I'm telling you, you guys were down like 13, 15 no, we in that weren't. game. Come on, how are you going to tell me? I was in the game. Yeah, they weren't down. I'm looking at right now. What was it? I think it was the Spurs game. The Spurs yeah, it was Spurs. Oh, game. I, I got it mixed up. Yeah, Spurs, we were down 20. Oh, yeah, we're doing this shit. Damn man. it. Blog that's boys. That's a senior. Blog boys. Hashtag no, blog boys. Blog watch the games. I knew it was a game one. Blog boys, don't watch games. They look at the game. What was the most they were down? Four. Ah, shit. <laughs> Damn it. We watch, you you got to watch a game once I knew. In a while. I watched it. I watched both of those. Um, Want to do some mailbag questions? Some what? Mailbag? Wait, rank your top five players in the NBA in order. Don't do that. Right no. now? Why? Because I'm going <laughs> to push back. Oh, my bad. I thought that was a good thing because we were talking about it before. You said top three or four. Can I give you a a group that has ascended? Yeah, I think that's fair. If Kevin's okay with it, <laughs> we're on uh, the Kevin Durant podcast. Yeah, we are actually. <laughs> I know. I would say you and LeBron, okay. Davis, okay. and Harden, and Curry if he was healthy, and Russell. I would have Russell six. All right, let's not do this game. Yeah, no, I'm saying if that's a starting five. I don't look at guys as rankings. I look at it. As, I'm saying if I was creating my starting a, five, my best possible starting five. No, stop that. I think that's all where elite. I great. We're all elite, and we're effective at the game in different ways. The coaches we play for are supposed to utilize our skill. We're all effective at different parts of the game. I don't look at us as a who's the best, who's not, who's not in the top. We're all effective. It's a group of guys that are damn good. That's, that's why we're that's friends. That's saying. why we're friends, right? Because we got yeah. mutual respect for each other's skill. LeBron, Russell, Steph, Kyrie, uh, 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 who Harden. else is it? Harden. Jason Tatum. Not yet. You know what I'm saying? We all respect each other because we got a certain set of skills, and we don't look at, oh, this guy's better than me. No. James might shoot a step back better than me. I might shoot the turnaround Jay better than him. Kyrie got a better handler than everybody, but I can get to my spot and shoot the, you know, we are an elite group of guys in the league. Like, we're not, we're not looking about, oh, Kyrie's better than me, or James better than me, or LeBron's better than How me. How did I answer the question when he asked? I'm just saying. I said it was a group. You did. There's a group that, that levitates a little bit higher. And usually that group go, is somewhere between five and nine players, depending on the season. Yeah. Right. Where it's like you just know these are kind of the guys for that year, and that the only guy that we lost from that group is Kawhi, because Kawhi, oh, Kawhi, is, Kawhi played oh, nine shit. games. Kawhi, I don't give a damn how many games he played. But I, I haven't even seen him play in so a what? year. You know how he plays. I know how he played. No, he's. You think he's his game has gotten worse? I get worried when guys have an injury like that Man, and they can't it. come back. Stop worrying so much. Well, I miss much, Kawhi. You you didn't accomplish too much for you to worry like that. I get worried about. I I worried when you broke your foot. Don't worry about. It. You shouldn't have. 
Stop I think worrying. some. I think some guys handle injuries differently. Mm. It gets in their head a little bit. Kawhi is a Derrick Rose was never the Kawhi same. Kawhi is a King name. Hooper. All right. I know King Hoopers when I see them. Guys who played their whole lives. Mailbag. Go ahead. Who's the most underrated tough cover in the league? As Burry Klein. C.J. McCollum. Really? Yeah. A guy you get switched on and you're like, ah, damn it. Nobody. All right. I feel like I can stop anybody. I might not stop him, but I feel like I can. Uh, multiple questions about whether there was a bet made between the All-Star teams. Not you a deny. bet made. Okay. We just played. Mark Lornetto wonders, why haven't players fucked with the media more? Like a fake Twitter beef where only you guys know it's fake just to mess with people. Because they take it too serious, man. They really believe it's real. So, no, nah, we can't do that. Alex from Cleveland wants to know, I watched the undefeated ex-Uber video you did with LeBron. Okay. See, and was Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. He said undefeated. Unfortunately, not surprised that two of the most recognizable athletes in the country talk about politics were being asked by some to stick to sports. <laughs> Why is it we don't hear commentators asking teachers to stick to teaching or doctors hmm. to stick to medicine? People don't look at basketball as a real thing. It's just a child's game. So like, we're playing a child's game, so people don't really respect our... Intellect. Intellect, yeah. They just think we're just dumb athletes. Who just play a sport and based off all our physical, and it means uh, when, when really the game is is all more mental than physical. Alex wants to know: Have you ever considered not speaking out about a public issue because of the potential backlash? No, not because of the potential backlash is more so like I don't really have enough uh, knowledge on this on the situation. So when you speak out, you've studied, yeah. Everything you need to know, and you're coming at it from a position of strength. I think that's what everybody should do. They should know yeah, what I they're mean, talking about. Not even yeah, politicians that, don't speak out on every issue. Yeah, they speak. Well, out I agree with you. I just you're yeah. describing the perfect country. We're imperfect. Love uh, what's most of these people. About our country. <laughs> <laughs> like the stuff with the march this weekend. Did you think about saying anything? No. I support, I support, you know, with people that really are in it and really took time to, you know, you know, be a part of it, but no. How much were guns around when you were growing up, D.C.? What do you think? I'm asking you. They were around. I seen my first gun when I was probably nine years old. Eight years old, my grandma had a gun. My on my dad's side had a gun. Hmm. Um, Shayel wants to know: Isn't it time for you to get into a high-profile relationship (laughs) with somebody like SZA, Zoe Kravitz, or Rihanna? With SZA, so (laughs) nah. High-profile, you get on cover Us Weekly. Come on, man. What do I look like? Does that even exist? The only reason I brought this up is because of her follow-up question. Also, hey, Rich, are you single? Asking on, for a man. friend personal, who... Personal, personal, personal... Nah, hold up. Chill out. I want to hear this Yo, one. relax, yo. <laughs> yo, personal shit don't go on on this, on this podcast, She said, man. asking for a friend who may or may not live in New York and may or may not be no, Jewish. No, yo. What a... No, but an offer. Forward that email, bro. Jacob from LA wants to know: You deal with a lot of dumb basketball criticism from Twitter and TV, radio, talking heads every day. Yeah, as we've discussed earlier, the Laura the Laura Ingraham criticism felt different, more vicious, more personal. When you saw that clip, was your reaction any different than when you hear other stupid things about you? She doesn't know me, so I didn't really take it personal. She, you know, she's one of my close friends that said that I would have took it personal, but she doesn't know me. She ain't. She don't know where I come from, or who I, or what I believe in. She just, you know, she used her emotions to, you know, her emotions got in the way on that one. So it's all good. She just don't know who I am. It's very diplomatic. Yeah, but also when someone is so ignorant and says something so so stupid, 
so openly. She's speeding up the process of hopefully one day things being fixed in this world because she's being honest. She's really being honest about yeah. how absolutely racist she is. Yeah. And it's taken the, the mask off a lot of people. And then it's people that have been ignoring the fact that that exists every day, everywhere, with people that you're right next yeah. to, the people that you think really love you. And that's how people think. So then you can start figuring out some kind of solution. So in some ways, I remember telling Kevin that morning um, of All-Star Weekend, and I was infuriated. And then I was like, he wasn't as mad. And it was like, what's up? What's up? He's like, man, of course she feels that way. Like, and it was like, (laughs) he just was, it was not that it was, it was less offensive to him, but he wasn't surprised. Whereas like for us, I think because we're non-racist white people, Mm. there's like, we just assume that people maybe would think how we think too. Right. And people don't think about that, but she was just like an outward racist. So I don't think you were really surprised by it. I'm not going to get mad over a woman who doesn't know me. Who says some type of sh- says some shit like that? Like, come on, she's supposed to. She's the irony was she started the shut up and dribble thing inadvertently, and then that yeah. became a thing. Came a thing. That became the legacy of it. Yeah. Go for her. She's probably really lonely right now. Yeah, I feel sorry for her. For I her. hope she gets some help one day. CJ wants to know. He he says much love. By the way. <laughs> Are any topics off limits when it comes to trash talking on the court, in your personal opinion? Yeah, you don't talk about family, kid. You don't talk about none of that. Keep that on the basketball court. You don't talk about family. Have you told Draymond this yet? He never talked about it. He don't take it that far. And when? He's done it once. And there's one story with one team. I've... Yeah, stop believing in Was that the game? Nah, man. I was at the game. I could hear it. Come on, man. Stop it. Somebody's sister was. Was, was it the game something. that Portland was up fourteen on? No, the <laughs> you don't talk uh-huh. about kids. You don't talk about none of that stuff, man. We keep it at the game. Jamal from Birmingham says, "I've noticed lots of veteran superstars are giving Donovan Mitchell a ton of love, both on and off the court." Oh yeah, I want to see how that love feel when they start when Donovan Mitchell starting to threaten them. When they well, feel threatened by Jamal from Birmingham? I, no, <laughs> I want these NBA stars, whoever it is, yeah. is when Donovan Mitchell's starting to... Uh, there won't be the love anymore? No, hell no. This, they ain't going to love him no more when he's starting to, you know, people start to say he's better than some of these NBA stars, whoever it is. You know, they ain't going to love him no more. One of your weirdest things is you when, you when you get mad when I compare a player to another player. Stop that. You man. like everybody to be like their, their own, own unique own, model of human being. Yeah. But that's not fun. Yeah, I like when people have pieces of players I watch. I can be like, oh, there's a don't little of this. Don't be a culture and- vulture, man. <laughs> culture. Don't be a culture vulture. Start comparing to each other. To- no. Let these dudes be who they are, man. Donovan Mitchell is unique in his own way. All right. I still like my T-Mac, George Gervin, Plastic Man. Yeah, I'm not Three no, some no, for you. No. Um, what is it when, when – what does a rookie have that – like Mitchell – Mm. where the guys like at your level are like, what do you see in somebody like that where you say, oh, that, I like that guy. That's one of us. What is it? Is there a trait you look for? Is there a competitiveness or like a fire? Or like he comes at you? What is it? Uh, when you just don't care. Um, Dominic Mitchell took 36 shots the other night. And I was like, wow. You know, he really just tried to win that game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, He reminded me of Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he doesn't really... <laughs> <laughs> Young Wade Wade though You almost went along for like one second You're right. I understand the comparisons But I try not to do it But I, yeah. I, I get where you're going with that But um, I just like when they, they You know like Donovan Mitchell's going to learn From that 36 shot game yeah. You know what I'm saying he's gonna, It's going to make him better And he's going to have the room to to, like he has a room to take 36 shots and learn from it. You know, his coach could sit him down and say, look, Donovan, like, you know, I like your aggressiveness, but, like, 36 shots is a lot. And he's going to figure out that, you know, he can he can, he can can have – he had 35 points that night. He can have 35 points without getting 36 shots. A lot right. of rookies don't have that opportunity. And I like that he has that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? I like that he's learning from his mistakes. I, learned, I like that he's – you know, figuring the game out by shooting a lot of shots and being aggressive out there instead of just, like, watching film or sitting on the sideline. Like, I like those type of guys because I was that type of guy. I can relate to him. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I was taking a lot of shots my rookie year. You mean you when know. PJ was playing you at the two guard? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can I can relate to him a little bit more than uh, Jason Tatum or Josh Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not like they're bad players. Right. I, I really like those Different players. Different situations. Yeah, but I can relate to Donovan Mitchell's situation more so than uh, Jason Tatum. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Well, you also, you played Tatum twice and he had deer in the headlights in both games. Yeah. I've watched him all season, and those were like two of his four worst games wow. of the season. Tell me why. I just, because I think he's 19 and he's playing against the Warriors. I think he got, I think he got nervous. I think it's when he true. plays you, I know, he's a baby. When he true. plays you next year, I bet, I bet he'll have a little sea legs. You know, it's been good for him and, and not good for Without the Celtics, Kyrie. but yeah. Yeah, There's been games where he's the only guy who can create a shot with four oh, minutes left, and they're just going to him. On Sunday? Or yeah. You need, if you want to be, if you need that, you need what Donovan Mitchell is getting, you need what Jason Tatum is getting right now. If you he hasn't be been good forced league, to do that yet. You need that. Yeah. Let's just get thrown in the fire. Yeah. That's this, the best thing. Kyrie missing is good. Yeah. Is a good weirdly good thing for him. It's good for you. Yeah. Uh, Caesar from Brooklyn wants to know if Scarlett agreed to date you, but only if you retired after the season. What would you do? Uh, no, I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> I'm just, Hold would, on, he's still thinking about it. I would take on. I would go eat sushi with with uh. See, maybe retire for six months. Oh, you said retire. That's why yeah. I said um no. Oh, I thought. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear that. You could always retire and then come back. Hell no. Nah. Okay. She's not that important. Uh. Who would get more technicals? Dave G wants to know. Coach Draymond or Player Draymond? <laughs> Coach Draymond for sure. Tate thought Player Draymond. It's it's a no, good battle. Coach Draymond would get text for sure because <laughs> he'll like this is a tactic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is a way it's gonna get my team going. That's true. He's trying to fire everybody up. Yeah. Uh, this is a question from me. <laughs> Do you like Players Night on TNT? Yeah, I like Players Night. All right, explain why you, you like it. Because I don't fuck with these blog boys. Yeah, but that's what the play-by-play announcers are blog boys. They are. I want to hear players talk about the game. But the problem is the players are pretending to be broadcasters. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, just yeah I understand that. They're out. not as good at just broadcasting hang out. Yeah. the game. Don't try but to be a player. they know the game. game. They yeah. know the game more than these blog boys. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're going to like this me? one. This is either going to be the best question or the one that you're going to hate the most. All right. From Jack and Maple Grove, Minnesota. He's a blog Sounds boy. like a blog boy already. Is Migo similar to the early Thunder days with you, Westbrook, and Harden? Great together, but you don't see their full potential until they're by themselves. There's a lot going on with this question, including the influence that Migos needs to break up to way, really reach their full potential. That, your son on Instagram the other day broke down Migos in the perfect way. I know. My you? son loves Migos. My Yo, I son. love the Migos. What, how do you break them down? He you asked. He him, ranked his top three favorite, but he really members. got. He gave like real elaborate answers. Yeah, he loves Quavo the most because he's good at sports. Uh, so and he's Quavo, a badass. Can, can we really have a sec? Uh, uh, I don't. This is why I, I brought this up on to this? you. Put yeah. the iPad down so we can talk about it. Okay. All right. So who's Quavo out of the group? I don't know. You you're all well, gonna you have MVPs. You listen to Migos? Yes. He's Quavo. Who is? Kevin Quavo. No, I'm not Quavo. Well, you were the oldest one. Is Quavo the oldest one? No. Yeah. He is? Where was the yeah, he's the I think he is. He is an uncle. Uncle? Yeah, he's an uncle of one of them. Uh, who's Takeoff? I don't know. Do you want to see my son's video? No, I don't want to see your son's video. You don't want to see Whoa. my son's... Not right now, but I bitch you. I was going <laughs> to... I do, later. I, later. I saw it. It was amazing. I love your son. He was driving. You. He was in the front. Well, I was, I was, you asked me who he laid That's it out. I was going to show it to you. I'll show it to you later. That's it. Now, who's right, feelings so who's Quavo? Yeah, you 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 said I'm Quavo. Who's who's takeoff and offset? Harden's Harden's takeoff and Russell's offset. Tommy thinks Harden's takeoff and Russell's offset. Yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, I would say. That. Do you think they have to break up to reach their full potential? They better not break up, in my opinion. No, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Because I would argue it would have been. There's a fun alternate universe where the three of you stay together and maybe you reach all your potential anyway, but you're on the same team. That would have been hard. Do you think it would have been hard? Yeah. Because of the law of basketball, that somebody's got to be the alpha at some point? Somebody explain what alpha means. Uh, At some point, there's four minutes left. 
What is alpha to me? Because I keep hearing this term. Well, whoever who created that, it's got it's gotten bastardized. But I, here's what how, does alpha dog mean? Well, normally it's like alpha male, alpha dog, where it's like it's in a room and you know, like there will be blood or something. Where like Dana Day Lewis is the alpha. Who's dog the alpha room. of the '85 Celtics? Well, Bird was the alpha. Explain what alpha means. But here's what it means. Here's what I I think I perceive it as meaning for basketball. Okay. You're in Cleveland. You're up to nothing. There's three minutes left. Cleveland's got the crowd behind them. They're about to win. And at some point, everybody's got to look around and somebody's got to be like, I got this. Okay. That's how I interpret alpha for basketball. So you're saying I said that? I think that in that series, you did. I didn't say it, though. No, but you you didn't need to. Like the 08 Olympics in Greece when Spain's coming at them and they're rattled, the crowd's into it, and Kobe's like, I got this, guys. It makes a couple plays. You just gave the ball to the best player, right? Yeah. All right. Do you need to say that, or do you need? You to don't know? need to say it. I think. No, it, you give me the ball, no. coach. Give me the no. I think if it the, just happens. If, if the balance is right on the team, it just it happens. happens exactly. In the game of basketball, shit happens. And when teams don't know what that balance is, you have situations like 2011 Miami, the first year when they lost in the finals. And Wade and LeBron were like equally good. And then things started going wrong and the balance it wasn't there. And it wasn't really there till the next year when Wade kinda hurt his knee and LeBron's like, I got this. Yeah. And he went up. Because yeah. it's basketball's unlike any other sport. At some point The energy of basketball cho- tells you who the best player is. You don't have to say it, you don't have to go and tell everybody what to do. Like you don't have to you know, be the main guy in the huddles and talking shit. No, the game is going to show you. When you're out on the court, it's going to show you who to get a ball to at certain moments. Sometimes they needed to get Wade the ball. Sometimes they needed to get Bron the ball. And they gave it, they, the game dictated that. No per- person can do it. That's why I love this basketball game so much because the energy of the game dictates whatever happens out there.